Welcome to Gritty Girls, the podcast. I'm Jillian Christie, and my passion and calling is really all about helping as many women realize that they have a scalable superpower, grit. If you're into hearing from badass, world-class women who just happen to be top chefs, athletes, entrepreneurs, filmmakers, artists, and activists on how they achieve their loftiest goals despite their greatest life challenges, then you don't want to miss the Gritty Girls podcast. Your journey to get inspired by phenomenal women around the globe and to learn how to cultivate more grit in your life starts now. This next conversation is with a woman who is founder and CEO of a pivotal fintech company in the cannabis industry, an industry which is projected to grow in valuation to $90.4 billion in just five short years. She didn't reach this place in life and career unscathed, however. She has been to hell and back in a psychologically, emotionally, and verbally abusive relationship for seven years. And as she claws herself back to who she really is or was always meant to be, she shares with us her immense struggle and the wisdom she's gleaned in the process. Her name is Lauren Murphy. And, oh yeah, did I mention she's only 34? All right. This is a super exciting episode because I have... Lauren Murphy with me, who's not only a good friend, but also the CEO of the company that I'm currently at right now. What is also really exciting about this episode is this is the first episode that I actually have the person I'm interviewing in the flesh. Hello. Hello, Lauren. <laughs> Welcome to Gritty Girls. How are you this this lovely uh, Friday. Doing great. A little bit nervous. A little nervous? Why are you nervous? <laughs> tell, us, tell us about your nerves. We're, you know, nerves are just, just energies, you know, <laughs> coursing through our veins. So tell us a little bit about them. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll disappear. <laughs> this is a first in-person podcast for myself. <laughs> ah, see? Me too. So this is both our first. We can, like, do this together. We can do this, this hard, interesting, fun thing together. Um, so I am super pumped... And so excited that you're on the show because we've talked about doing this for a while now, I feel like. Like, we need to talk about these things. There's so much, um, you know, just by sharing with people different stories and, and experiences, personal and professional, how much we can help people or even just inspire them. So here you are at the ripe young age of 34 <laughs> right. and, you know... Just you're living in Scottsdale, Arizona, uh, where it's 117 degrees currently. Yeah, it's lovely. <laughs> it's lovely. <laughs> and you head up um, a technology, a fintech company within the cannabis industry, right? And and you tell me briefly here. It's pretty male dominated, <laughs> I would imagine, right? Tech and cannabis combining that. Yeah, tech, cannabis, payments. It's pretty much all. It's a lot of males. A lot of males. <laughs> so so okay. So before we really get into the meat of all that fun stuff and what brought you there, uh, let's like kind of let's go way way back to you know, little little Lauren, if you will. <laughs> 
the inner uh, child, the, the inner <laughs> child, the the young one who kind of you know kind of grew into this this lovely powerhouse uh, woman who you know who is now just kicking ass and taking names. <laughs> okay. So so where are you from? Um, so I was actually born in Washington D.C. and then grew up right outside of it in Northern Virginia. Nova. Nova. 703. <laughs> Nova 703. That's her IG, folks. Yeah. If you're looking to look her up, that's that's where you'll find her. Uh, Northern Virginia. So oh. if you're from Virginia and you're from Northern Virginia, you say that versus saying you're from Virginia. Gotcha. Okay. I understand. It's like saying NoHo, like North Hollywood or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. It's a completely different country. Nova. Uh, I like it. Virginia. <laughs> it's cool. It's a way, it's a cool way to say it. Um, and so you were born there and you lived and you grew up around there. So how, like your whole life, is that what it is? Yeah, my entire life. So wow. since I was 18 or up to the age of 18, then I went oh. out to Arizona. Uh-huh. <laughs> and what brought you to Arizona? Initially? I went to, uh, Arizona state. My best friend said she was going to go to, uh, to ASU, so I applied there, and my mom made me apply to pretty much every other school on the East Coast, um, but I already knew I wanted to go to ASU, and then after I got in, my friend told me that she's not going. <gasps> no <laughs> yeah. way! Yeah, but we're still best friends. <laughs> oh, well, that's great. That's great. Go Sun Devils, by the way. I am also ASU alum, so uh, we're in great company. No wonder we get along so well. Yeah, I, I think. think that among other things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so you came out here when you were 18, you, you, you know, went to ASU, which it's, you know, yes, yes, <laughs> folks, I get it. We are known as this party school <laughs> yeah. and we do know how to have a good time, but it's still like, it's a rigorous, like real four year university, phenomenal staff. Like, you know, they really whip you into shape. Uh, did you go, what'd you, would you graduate <laughs> yeah. as? I don't know. I don't know about whip me into shape, but <laughs> Yeah, maybe that's, like the, <laughs> maybe that's like the weirdest thing I've ever said on <laughs> yeah. here. Like, I don't think any of the staff whooped me into shape ever, but I do know, like, when I went to business school there, it was very rigorous, very hard, and uh, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't sometimes. much for uh, educate. I like learning about things, but structured education is difficult for me. Yeah. Uh, I actually wanted to drop out of college, but my grandpa... Uh, told me all the jobs I would not get if I didn't have this piece of paper. It said I got my bachelor's degree. So I chose to get probably one of the easiest degrees. Sorry for anyone else getting that, but the e- one of the easier degrees, which was tourism. <laughs> <laughs> and basically hospitality. That's awesome, though. Uh, it's important. Yeah. It's so an important skill. I think college is more or less about like learning about different people, different cultures, more so. <laughs> you have to sneeze. No, I took too many of those, and it's coming out. I can smell it and taste it. Oh, no. <laughs> what does it taste like? Like dirty socks. Oh, my God. Okay, here's the thing. I'm just going to tell the people in case, you know, in case they really need to know. But oh. there is this amazing, I get wellness formula from Whole Foods. This is not an ad, by the way. They do not... <laughs> They, they do not sponsor me, but if you're listening, Wellness Formula from Whole Foods, I do love. It just smells like dirty socks. The, the only thing is I took six, and I'm starting to taste them. It tastes a little <laughs> funny. It's all, it's au natural, but, you know, sometimes that'll get you. Um, so, yes, I totally, I'm with you on that, like, structured education. For a lot of people, too, it's just like, you know... 
uh, sometimes it's just not even interesting to them. So, and, and that goes for everyone too. If it's not interesting to you, it's so much harder, I think, to absorb the material and to actually comprehend and, and, you know, kind of take it with you. So I get that. I feel you. But you stayed in Arizona. After yeah, you I stayed in Arizona. I thought I'd end up in, uh, well, my dream was to go to Orange County, California. Ooh. But, you know, we're still here in Arizona. <laughs> so maybe one day when I make it big, I can get a vacation home there. But I know for tax purposes, it's kind of expensive. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> you know, after, yeah, 15 years living in L.A. and coming back to Arizona myself as of last year, I, I mean, not that I owned a home there because I probably would be living on the streets by <laughs> yeah. now, but I totally get that and understand. Um, so the dream was the OC. Do you know anyone that, that's out there? Uh, yeah, my aunt lives out there, which is my dad's sister, and then uh, my brother is actually out there in Costa Mesa. Actually, now he's in Balboa, so he's living the life surfing. Your brother, Jane. <laughs> yeah. Yes. A surfer... Surfer boy. Does he hang out with your aunt very often? Or? Uh, yeah, they hang out. Uh, they go for bike rides. Oh, that's very sweet. <laughs> very cute. I like that. That's yeah. sweet. Uh, we go for bike rides. <laughs> yeah. We did a cycling class last night and last Thursday as well. And I almost died during both. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, but they have really cool lighting. They do. They have great lighting and phenomenal instructors. And they really inspire you to push your limits until you can't you know, stand. So (laughs) it's great. I think my bike almost flipped over actually for real yesterday. Dang. That means you were going hard though. That means you're putting in the work. Like flipped over forward. Well, okay. (laughs) You also have, Oh, that would have been, that that would have been wild. That's when I just chilled out for a second. You're like, I'm going to hang out here and sit down. Uh, you do have like a pretty regimented workout routine though. Right. And you see a, a personal trainer, like, so tell, tell me about, um, like what that looks like and why you're so committed to it. So I started, I've always worked out my whole life playing competitive sports, things like that. So actually a lot of what I do is probably what I did growing up in competitive sports. So what like, kind of, like what sports, uh, basketball, but I was a lot better at soccer. Okay. So the two of those, um, but, uh, yeah, so the workouts, normally people go for a trainer for a little bit to like get back into shape but I've been going to the same person since December 2019. Wow <laughs> yeah, so, that's awesome. Yeah so it's pretty pivotal for me like I it helped gain my confidence back. Uh, it wasn't actually a, a interesting relationship to put it nicely uh, but business partner as well as romantic relationship um, and I really just had no confidence in myself or my uh, physique. It was just like I just wasn't really fond of myself. Uh, so I started going to this trainer and it was really cool because it reminded me of all the different workouts I used to do when I was younger for competitive sports, which I love, which works like basically all different parts of your body. And when you're an athlete as when you're younger and you're an athlete and then you start training as an adult, it's like muscle memory, like comes back quicker. Yeah. You know, that's awesome. Yeah. So So you're in an interesting relationship with your trainer. (laughs) No, (laughs) with uh, a business partner, actually the company that I am uh, the CEO of now, he was actually the CEO, um, but we founded the company together. Yeah. And, and when you say interesting, you mean it was not healthy yeah. or, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The PC way of saying it was a pretty bad, uh, relationship, but always trying to save face on a professional level, which then obviously that deteriorated my, uh, self behind closed doors. But, uh, yeah. So really since 
December 2019, been rebuilding my physical health, which helped with my mental health um, and just my overall confidence yeah. as an individual. Was it the appearance or just like this, the, the, you know, kind of remembering how strong you are that gave you the confidence or do you, can you even pinpoint where it came from or was it just cause you were giving so much to yourself? Uh, I think it's probably multiple things. Well, one, it was, I was still in the relationship at the time. So it was definitely an escape for me. Uh, and I was around a person that was trying to help me believe in myself, my trainer, uh, giving me confidence when I wasn't getting that at all from my relationship. It was like basically trying to keep me as small as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, like just, uh, mentally or personality wise, like it was anytime I got any ounce of confidence, it was like it, he, the other person had to overpower or make it like I was just nothing basically like it's whatever I was saying didn't matter like well let's just talk about him and so that's kind of what it was but so the the training like I got a lot of self-confidence and my endurance and just things I could handle like I was taking it all out at the gym so it was it was really just a holistic way of getting better yeah no it totally is and I mean I I know uh I listen to Tim Ferriss from time to time, and he always talks about, like, oh, that's that, you know, I would never give up my physical training. Like, it's, I need it every day. It's my, like, non-negotiable situation, you know, just for, like, mental, too, just everything. So I totally get that. And and I'm getting back into, um, (laughs) getting back on the bike or the pony, as they say. (laughs) And, because COVID, I didn't work out. Like, and I I used to be, like, (laughs) I mean... I know it's probably a, not a good term to use, but like a gym rat. Like, I don't think I was a gym rat, but like I worked out a lot, you know, yeah. I ran, I went, did hot yoga, all those things. And then 2020 hit and I was like, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so I think that's why those bike rides are really, yeah, cool. it's a huge release. Butt. Also this relationship that put you into that, how long were you in this? Uh, seven years, seven years. I <laughs> know. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah was, was it like, like that the whole time? Uh, there was definitely red flags within like the first month of dating, but I guess I would always, uh, I think we've talked about this personally, but running towards red flags or thinking you can help or, um, really almost just like getting, putting your, allowing yourself to get manipulated from the start of like thinking that you can help them or that, you know, you feel bad and you know, it's just, it's just a recipe for disaster. But, and then unfortunately my parents are super nice and so they were always very accepting even though they saw red flags so it's um I guess my biggest growth period has been just uh really staying true to myself because growing up uh one of the things I learned is like you sweep things under the rug like you don't you're which made me a bad communicator uh made me not being able to communicate how I feel and so I think my parents being so nice and accepting of him is also like still, you know, pushing things under the rug. And that's kind of what I was doing. Um, and, you know, now I'm just very I try and communicate as clearly as possible. And I definitely want to keep like an open relationship with my parents and, and almost try and push them to, to grow, too, to not just like talk, not talk about things that are uncomfortable. Totally. And that's like, that's such a huge piece of, of any relationship is like being able to talk about the uncomfortable things and, 
Uh, I mean, I know people listening also, I mean, a huge part, I think, of being a gritty girl is being able to put up with some, <laughs> like, even relationship, you know, uh, roller coaster situations, if you will. So I know it, we're no stranger to probably some unhealthy communication, some unhealthy relationships here and there. What if you could give anyone advice that has maybe not, very luckily and fortunately, not been in a toxic relationship as such, um, what kind of advice can you give them to look out for if, if they are entering into like a... a um, well, situation. I guess you always know when the flags are there. So anything that feels uncomfortable, which you probably may not even listen to, to this advice, you'll probably go towards the red flag because I feel like you have to experience it on some level to really make a different decision going forward or making a healthier decision. But anything where you feel uncomfortable um, or you just feel like something's off, it normally is. So mm-hmm. listen to yourself, big or small, and they normally start out small. And these aren't the kinds of uncomfortable feelings that you feel like when you're nervous on a date. <laughs> yeah. It's not that sort of thing. It's like when your insides are saying, what that guy just said is so effed up or something. Yeah. Or, and, and you decide to be like, oh, well, that's, maybe it's not that bad. It is. It's that bad. So, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. No, that's. I think it's good to, to talk about because I think so often people, uh, they hear the oh yeah, relationships are work and love is work. So they, they kind of, they misinterpret that as, oh, okay, I have to put up with shitty, shitty behavior and that's not accurate. So I just like to share that from time to time. Um, you do not have to put up with (laughs) any bullshit. You just listen to, like Lauren said, like listen to yourself, uh, be true to yourself and, uh, well, you have to, you have to listen to yourself the most because even though you're going to be running this by your family or you're going to be running it by your friends like your friends want to see whatever you're in succeed so a lot of times you're not always going to have that friend that is pointing out because that everyone wants to go the happy path everyone wants to to go and you know if you're already with someone we all want it to work out so it's like we're all going to try and support you as long as possible um, like everyone's my your, my journey to actually see and get free of this relationship was seven years, but not everyone's has to be on that same path. Everyone's a different journey, but de- like you have to trust in your intuition because the people around you, like even if I were in a relationship around you, Jillian, like you probably would be supportive to a degree, but it's like I have to see it for myself and I have to be able to trust my intuition and make the right decision because don't always, your girlfriends are there, your people are there, but like, they want to see you to be happy, but they're not always going to make the decision for you. Totally. And and something I learned, too, kind of almost because I totally agree with what you're saying. I also think conversely, like when your parents or your friends are like, I don't like them. You know, it's not an 80s movie where it's like, <laughs> well, get used to it. We're getting married. No, it's like, listen to them. Like they know yeah. you better than anyone. Uh, except for yourself, of course. You know yourself better than, than anyone, of course. But um, they always have your best interests, uh, you know, in mind. And if your parents, your family, your friends are kind of like, they're not vibing with this person, there's your sign. Yeah. You know, like that's so converse. I think it works both ways, too. Yeah, listen to that, too. Because they may say it like a little bit and then see your reaction is negative and then they then they won't tell you that they don't like them. So, like, just be open with what people are telling you. Yeah. Definitely. Um, before this relationship and before all that turmoil, 
I mean, was it, and I imagine it wasn't like that all the whole seven years, but it was like turmoil, like, especially at the end, of yeah. course, um, before all of that even happened, like what, uh, and you're an athlete, you're founding a company, you're all these things at a young, young age. What do you think, uh, what qualities in you that you, that you kind of cultivated over time, brought you to that point even because that's I mean that's still quite a feat to get to like at a young yeah. young age founding a company with with a partner um and you know getting to that stage in life like what brought you there man I it was running towards a lot of red flags not having self-confidence it was uh really just being a yes person a pushover I am a super giving person and that's a negative and a positive because I've I've given everything to everyone in my life at, at one point, and it was just like I could never say no. So the moment that I started saying no, it was, you know, I felt like I was kind of being a bitch. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> oh, they're not going to like me. And, uh, yeah, there's some people that push back, but it was just like I was kind of molding myself through the whole uh, just previous relationships and friendships. Um, and then until this it was kind of, I guess, steered me down this path, but that's kind of how I've created who I am today, which is like, I've been through all of these experiences, like pretty, uh, extreme situations. Um, but I feel like that's built the character that I am today. Not that everyone has to go through horrible situations, but, um, yeah, I think you, you are, it's, it's took me a while to realize that I should have self-confidence in myself um, up until really recently, which was like the last year or so, which yeah. is, yeah, believe in yourself. And it's it's okay to like yourself. It's okay to think you're pretty. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay to post something and like, and you're just posting it for you. You're not posting it for people to get likes as much as people want to talk, you know, down on it. But it's just, and being vulnerable is super powerful. And it's just something more and more people are talking about now. And it's uh, showing who you really are. And then, you know, that's, that's really was like a turning point for me is trusting who I am. Yeah. No. Amen. And, and, you know, to your point, vulnerability is so powerful and, and in so many people's eyes, it's a weakness of sorts because it is such a fragile state. Um, I, you know, kind of going back also to what you're saying about it being a yes person and not, you know, kind of. Uh, taking a while to get to the no because you feel you know and I think all women feel that way at some point it's like saying no or or standing up for yourself almost feels like you are uh, doing something wrong yeah you know <laughs> yeah. and it's not the case and 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 unfortunately in yeah. for some women you know it takes a long it takes us a long time to get to that place where it's like oh yeah well, I, I get to have an opinion <laughs> yeah. I don't have to cater to it especially if if you if you come from the cloth of like a people pleaser, yeah. which I know I have, like, <laughs> and, and, and it's unknowingly so until you get older and you realize, oh, I've just always catered to others. Um, and, and actually you reminded me of a question I have for you because you were talking about how in the last year, um, you're learning that self-confidence is so important for you and, and you need to like cultivate that. Did you even know you didn't have it before or what, like, were you kind of in the ether and didn't realize that you didn't have the confidence or did you always feel like you just didn't feel confident? Um, I always felt like 
I would have moments of confidence, like really mostly behind closed doors when I was just by myself. But then the moment that I go out in front of anyone, um, I was just always around specifically the last relationship too. It was like any moment of success or any kind of like good thing I would do that was getting attention from others, it would just get bulldozed uh, aside, like, you know, almost criticizing it as if it were a bad thing. So it was, I was allowing this person to put me in this like little hole. So it was like, I wasn't, I wasn't even allowing myself to have the confidence other than these few moments at a time, like by myself. But then the more that I was taking care of myself and the more I was spending time on myself, um, obviously they didn't like it because they saw that I was working out. They even like tried to pull the whole COVID thing. Like I shouldn't be working out because of COVID and you know, just trying anything that they could to try and keep me small because they saw that I was getting bigger. And it was like almost like I was this, uh, I guess it's an incredible hole that like kind of breaks yeah. out. Of it. That's kind of what I was becoming. I was like breaking out of this shell of being this dormant person. Um, and they didn't like it, but it was I was able to see this confidence more and more and embrace it. It was always there. I was always a very confident individual, like um, I ne- even in high school, I never really had to like belong to one group or another. I was more of like a floater because I didn't want to have one- more than one. Floater. <laughs> yeah, I, wanted to- <laughs> I was a floater too. Yeah, I didn't want to have like the cool girl's identity because I was like, well, they're really mean to each other. <laughs> they're <laughs> talking crap about each other, you know? And it was just like, so yeah, I was like, I was always confident in that front, but it was like I was surrounding myself with not so nice people. And I think maybe it goes for you too is... Uh, we attract probably more often than not negative or people that have evil tendencies because they like what they see in us and they want to be around that more. But then it ends up, they just end up tearing us apart. But yeah. And so we're, we attract that a lot more than we they, attract good things. They feed off of it because mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's people that they, and oh yeah, I've had my, and we've talked about this personally too. It's It's, I've had my run-ins with, they're just like little vampires. <laughs> They're know. just like, oh, look, you're so positive. You're so optimistic. You have this energy about you. Yeah, they want to use you. <laughs> and they want to suck your energy. You know, they want to take it. And they, and they, you know, try very hard to do so. And you just kind of have to be on your guard with those people. Because the fact of the matter is when you are a positive, um, energizing human that gives energy, um, and people love to be around it, and it's, it's you know, magnetic. Uh, everyone will notice that, and everyone will say that, but you just have to be aware of the people that notice it for evil, you know? Yeah. For the, for, it's almost like using your superpowers for, for good and evil, and some people will notice them and want them because they want to try to emulate that thing because they cannot be it, because they aren't it. Yeah, which just seems uh, like that was normal. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Until I found you and our other girlfriend, uh, like... I, I was telling Jillian, I'm like, you know, we're just sitting around a table and you guys are all in, like, oh, so what did you do? Oh, that's so awesome. Like, just empowering me. And I'm like, what, what are these guys? Why are they saying so this? Is like, yeah, this? Like, is, they're so encouraging. This is weird. Is this normal? Because you're, you're kind of like in this like black hole of yeah. sorts. Just like, a, like, just with him in this like vacuum of negativity. Like, yeah. 
<laughs> oh gosh. I've, I mean, I know I've been there. We can, we could talk all day <laughs> about toxic relationships and kind of seeing the light. And maybe that'll be like a whole episode another time. Cause I'm sure people would love to hear about it because I know plenty of humans who have been through it as well. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and yes, yeah, so it would be definitely its own. It could be its own show actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but yeah, so, so going back to this like Hulk, like you're like, coming into yourself, coming into your own, like, was there a sliding door moment or like an aha moment where you're just like, I'm changing everything. I, this is not my life. This is not what I want. Was there a moment like that? Um, yeah. So like towards it. So I think it was right June 3rd or 4th last year of, uh, 2020. It's like a year ago. Yeah. Pretty much a year ago. Wow. <laughs> it was Happy like, anniversary. No, yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just, I was getting like, I was getting bigger and bigger in terms of my confidence level with the working out, like just feeling better about myself. Like, cause it started in December and then obviously we're going through COVID, which COVID made everything worse in terms of, you know, just the mental capacity, um, just the en- enraged uh, things that I was hearing every single day. It was very exhausting, but I just never gave up on the workout. And I think that that's really what allowed me to continue forward to the point where I was strong enough to say where I was really, I was shut down emotionally with this relationship, but I was trying to figure out like my way out. And it's difficult because we had the business together. So I'm like, well, what is this per What if we end things like, is he going to sabotage the business? Like, because he was still survive. He was pretty erratic. He, yeah. he, I mean, that you thought that for good reason. Yeah. That he would do that. Yeah. So time. it was, yeah, it was <laughs> everything I was looking up online. I was just like, oh my God. Like, I, there, I was willing to go seek help for myself. And so I told them, you know, if you need to go see a psychiatrist, and then it was the whole, no, you need to go see a psychiatrist. And I'm like, okay, I will. <laughs> so I got a number, I gave him the number. And, uh, and so eventually the one morning it was just, uh, I think it was, yeah, the first couple days of June. And I was like, you know, you need to make an appointment with this, with not, it doesn't have to be this psychiatrist, but here's a number or any psychiatrist. And then, um, and I'll make one as well today. And it has to be done by 5 PM. So I went to work, I made my appointment at 8 a.m. or I called them to make an appointment um, and he didn't come to work that day. So he had all day to call this number or find somebody. And five o'clock came. I walk into the apartment. It's like everything's cool. He's like, oh, I'm just walking the dogs. And as if we didn't have this conversation earlier. And I'm like, well, did you so did you call the psychiatrist? And uh, he's like, what? Huh? I'm like, did you call the psychiatrist? Oh, I, I forgot. I forgot. And it's like 4.30. And I'm like, what, I told you, you had all day to do this. You're in the apartment. But like, you weren't at work. You had all day to do this. And well, I, just, I, I I am seeing a psychologist. And I'm like, no, a psychiatrist. <laughs> like, this, it was, I was very specific. Like, yeah. it's great you're seeing a psychologist, but you need to see, I want you to meet with a psychiatrist. I was like, I'm meeting with a psychiatrist. You said I need to. So that's what's happening. And I'm obviously I'm not a doctor, but like everything I was reading online and experiencing firsthand, it was like something needs to be fixed and I'm not the professional to do it. And it's not just speaking to someone. It's more than just speaking to someone that needs like we just we need more professional guidance. Mm, mm -hmm. And so the fact that he I had told him in the morning, if you don't do this, like I'm 
taking my stuff and I'm leaving. You can and, say uh, shit. You shit, can... I'm taking my shit. We're gritty on this show. <laughs> so, like, I was kind of in and out throughout the day, like, packing my bags, going to my, uh, like, because our office is right next to another apartment, which is where our temporary office was. And uh, I was putting stuff in my trunk all day. You're like, I'm not yeah. playing. <laughs> so, you stood up for yourself exactly. and said, this is what I will do yeah. if A, B, and C doesn't happen. And it was so uncomfortable yeah. for him, I think. This was the very first time. He, he also hadn't been, uh, to my knowledge, consuming anything that day. So he wasn't very volatile. And he just really didn't fight it. And I'm like, wow, this is weird. But take this. Leave. Yeah. <laughs> so I took my dog, Corbin, who's pass and send but I love that guy but uh I took him to my parents and that was literally the last day that I ever uh went into that apartment so wow so (laughs) that I mean when I asked if you had like an aha moment or a sliding door (laughs) there was like an actual day (laughs) with a date and a time like this is the time that it all turned around (laughs) that is incredible and I think it kind of goes to you know it's it's a testament to that growing confidence that you talk about and how stand, you know, you just kind of stood your ground. You stood for your, stood yeah. up for yourself. You, you made it known like what your intentions were if this didn't happen and it didn't happen and, yeah, and you followed grounds. through and that's, that's awesome. Um, and since then, like what kind of, um, you know, growth has happened or what have you, you noticed? Oh, and, and before we, before you answer that too, I just want everyone to, to, also know like when you're saying I stuck to my my workouts I kept going doing my workouts I think that's also you can generalize that to say you know continue to take care of yourself yeah continue to do the things that feed you and your soul and uh whether that's like you know cooking dinner every night you love to cook uh stick to it like do the things that that fill you up and in your case, like workouts, it's a great example because yeah. I know so many people like that. I know I can I can be like that a lot of times, uh, but just stick to the thing that um, kind of draws you back to your identity and who you are and giving back to yourself. Um, all right, now <laughs> <laughs> yeah. from that from that pivotal uh, moment in, in history in time, uh, um, you know, a little over a year ago now. What have you noticed um, in yourself, and what have you continued to do? Uh, to maintain it? Uh, I think, well, so vulnerability is huge. And I think just leaning into that full force, being who I am, uh, and just completely leaning into that. It's been, it was a little difficult. Like at first, it's still difficult from time to time because you're always encountering different versions of this person that I've left. And it's just, I'm very surprised at how many uh, of these personalities are out there. Um, and I would like to disclaim, like, the, this other person may think something completely different happened. They may have their own version of the story, and I'm completely okay with that. All I got to say is, like, this is just my version of this story, and I'm okay if they uh, think that I'm this horrible person. Totally fine, because I know who I am at the end of the day. And I think that just leaning into who I am and also being finding your people and and immersing yourself with those people that are going to build you up and only make you grow for the better. That's what's going to be my like huge success long term. That's what's helped with my success so far. I've encountered uh, his type of personality amongst others that we've worked with um, or just in business. And it's it's interesting and it's sad that it's just like, wow, you're like offended that I'm a female. <laughs> like, yeah. This is weird, dude. Like, are you okay? <laughs> and, and let's like, let's talk about that. Cause <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's be real people. This is gritty girls. 
And we, we, we talk a lot about this. It was birthed <laughs> from a place of this, yeah. in fact, kind of treatment and, and mentality of not just society, but our personal experiences and all the things. Um, but let's talk about, let's, let's dig a little deeper into yeah. what you just <laughs> yeah. said. Um, now, t- I don't want to generalize and say, you know, like men in the workplace are completely taken back by a successful female just because especially they are female and successful. Um, And that's, that's the order that they would put it in. Like, well, actually you're a female, but in this thing, (laughs) you know, so (laughs) I don't want to generalize and say that. However, I will say, and from experience, there's a lot of people out there who take at least very seemingly take huge offense (laughs) <laughs> of of a a powerhouse woman who knows what she's talking about, who's intelligent and who's kind of just owning her own shit and knows what she's talking about yeah. and can push back, you know, when need uh, when need be in the workplace, whether it's like standing up for an idea or a or an actual like initiative or or what have you. I mean, this goes across the board. Um, when any other male would be expected to do the same. I mean, I think we're all, we're in this society where it's like, you should stand up for, for, uh, what you believe in, especially if it's your expertise. Yeah. And I know I'm speaking very generally, but, (laughs) um, let's go back to like, if you have any specific examples you'd like to share, because it's important for uh, us to share these anecdotes and then kind of share our learnings from them yeah. uh, so that people can have some insight into uh, maybe not, maybe not um, you know, kind of stumbling into, uh, we can't all make the same mistakes. <laughs> There's not enough time in the world. Yeah. So, so yeah, if you have any specific examples of when you were just being a female, <laughs> yeah. within, you know... Uh, is it XY or is it XX? XY is a female? Oh, I don't know. I'd have to, I think maybe. We're going to edit, <laughs> yeah. we're going to edit this. So I'm going to look it up on Google and then I'll pop it in. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, when an example of when you are in the workplace being just who you are and you could feel that, uh, yeah, you could feel that, you know, um, this tension, discrimination, <laughs> yeah. discrimination because of, of who you are so as a female it's been learned behavior for sure not every female is like this and power to you if you're not but I have learned or allowed myself to be very polite and by being polite in situations I'm not really showing my full expertise I'm uh you know taking the back burner I'm listening I'm taking it all in meanwhile I know what the answer is or I know the path to take but because I'm not able to speak with conviction or in the past um, with what I know is the right thing to do. In the past, because yeah. I've seen her speak with a lot of conviction. <laughs> this, this Hulk year of yours has been phenomenal because, yeah, anyways, go on, go so on. So I had these people. So there's this transition in our company where the CEO is leaving and we have to pick a new CEO. And we picked an interim CEO and then that person is leaving Both of them are male, and then now we need to figure out a new CEO. So the board has to vote for a new CEO. And I know that I can do it. I know that I can really do anything I put my mind to. Because at this point, right now, like in that moment in time, which was 
a little less than a year ago now, yeah. uh, you were the president and co-founder of yeah. this company. You know the company inside and out. You know payment processing inside and out. Yeah. Um, you could you could run the show uh, five years ago. Yeah. If you needed to. Yeah, and I think I've always been like looking for. S- I wasn't surrounding myself with the right people when I was acting like this this last December. And so basically it was to find a new CEO. There was another person at our company. They wanted to, you know, groom me and, you know, coach me and do all these things. And I just like... And you're quoting. Yeah. Because that's what they they told you, right? Yeah, that's what they told me. And I'm like, and I'm being polite. I'm like, okay, okay. But I just, there's all these... There's these feelings of intuition that this person is not a good person, but, like, let's just play the game. Let's go along. And I was being too polite, and I was playing into what they were saying, and basically that gave them the impression that Lauren's not ready. She's too young, but we'll get her there. We'll get her there. And uh, and then come to find out, the people that were on the board, they all believed in me. They actually called me and asked me to be on the uh, the CEO before the board meeting even happened. And I just said, whatever you guys think is necessary, because my, my strategy is, is I always want to want the best person to be in that position. And if that person is me, then absolutely. If that person is someone else, let's do it. I'm, I'm game. I'm a huge team player. And so they ended up picking me. And less than 15 minutes after the meeting, this other person thought that it, they were going to pick them because they had actually... The one who said they wanted to groom you. <laughs> yeah. I guess they had been calling all these people campaigning for themselves to be the CEO is what I found out later. This and, is uh, like real life succession, yeah. people. Yeah. Real life succession. If you watch succession, you yeah. know what I'm talking about. All right. So I met with them about 15 minutes after the meeting. We were trying to figure out like a new office. They wanted me immediately to come to this new office that was down the street from where I was at. And all this, mind you, is like, let me just live in my in my moment for a, for a second. But this person was always just trying to control me. And this was part of that control. Mm-hmm. And so he wanted me to come to this office. I did because I'm a people pleaser. And, uh, you know, it's still something that I'm working on. But it's, you know, I'm obviously growing from it. But it's, uh, we're in the office. And he's trying to, like, tell me about how everything's going to get set up. It's so awesome. And, you know, but it's just so weird that they picked you as CEO. And I was just like, oh, well, I don't know. Yeah, they chose me. And, and he's like, well, that's weird because so-and-so who's the previous interim CEO was he just he called me and told me that you you shouldn't be CEO and I was like well that's weird because his dad who's on the board called me last night and asked me to be on the board so I don't know that's who they voted for so let's move forward and it was just this weird tension instead of saying congratulations we're yeah. gonna build you up it was just still trying to, to tear me down but I was still strong enough to a point where it was like I wasn't falling into it but I'm also, my guard is 1,000% up. There's like a steel wall between me and this well, person. And, and like you said, your intuition, you can feel yeah. that energy coming it's from It's uncomfortable. It's like, you're trying to get me alone in this office and like trying to tear me down. Like, who are you? And, you and are triple clarify. my age, by yeah. the way. Yeah. <laughs> you have children. 100% grown, grown ass. <laughs> yeah. uh, and to clarify for the humans, it's not like this person, because I did say, you know, like it's a real live succession happening here. <laughs> uh, but it's not like this person was with the company forever. They had no. just come on, I yeah. think, a month before all this happened. Yeah. And so that, that kind of made the situation even more... Very strange. Yeah. Very strange. Um, how do you think going through everything you went through um, and kind of coming out, you know, a new person and a more confident 
human and yourself and like listening to yourself, uh, how do you think all of that just in that very compact uh, summer of last year prepared you for this transition into CEO hood? I think, like I said, it's leaning into yourself. And then I have a lot of positive people around me, very experienced people, um, and they're supporters of me getting stronger and just really fulfilling this position as much as possible. But it's trusting and having confidence in myself and just going with it and just doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the more simple. Sounds simple, but it's just like every single day you're getting stronger and stronger. And it's just like surround yourself with people that are like, yeah, like this is awesome. Like, like I, even from significant others to family members to advisors to other team members like all these people are helping build me up and I'm I'm not instead of saying like oh no like I'm not that it's all right like I'm not like instead of trying to push off the compliment I'm taking the compliment and I'm accepting it and I'm I'm rolling with it (laughs) listen I I had to learn that the hard way (laughs) many many years ago the compliment thing oh yeah (laughs) I think it's worth really uh, you know, highlighting here is when someone compliments you, you know, don't say, oh no, no, say thank you. <laughs> yeah. You say thank you. <laughs> Take it. Take that compliment. <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, it, because it is meant to be, you know, something that someone's sharing, it's, it's, and it's coming from them. And I will, yes, I'm going <laughs> to reference because I reference this book often, but, uh, uh, it's one of the agreements. It's called, um, well, it's called the four agreements, but yeah. the agreement is called don't take anything personally. Yeah. <laughs> and what I love about that one in particular is very, I mean, anyone could wrap their mind around the concept of don't take anything negatively so personal, yeah. which is if someone's like berating you or putting you down or all the things, we all know it's a reflection of what's happening on their oh, yeah. inside. Um, but what I found even more interesting was the the flip side of that, which is also when someone is just praising you. Yeah. Um, don't let it go to your head. Yeah. Because you are the person who who uh, defines your worth and and knows your worth and yeah. and you know that should be such a steady and it always it isn't. And I, I and maybe <laughs> I shouldn't say should. I hate that word should. It yeah. it. it it's supposed to be a place of like stillness where it's like, you know, your worth, you are, you know, sturdy in it. It's a stable feeling where, you know, and it's nice to get compliments and absolutely accept them and say, thank you. I'm going off on a tangent people. Here we are. (laughs) Uh, welcome to the show. And, uh, and of course don't take it personally when there there's negativity. So that is such a complex and interesting agreement. And it's, it's the best one. Oh, so, it is, right? It's the best one. Yeah. And it's so, so true. Yeah. And it's so, it's as simple as it sounds, it's so complex. Yeah. I have to remind myself almost daily yeah. not to take things personally. If someone, uh, for example, if my boyfriend, for example, <laughs> yeah. is uh, <laughs> maybe not a morning person, you know, yeah. like maybe he's just like kind of not a morning person. <laughs> I'm just kind of like an all the time person. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that is, but I'm trying to figure it out. Maybe I'll coin a term someday. But I remind myself, okay, that's just that. And I accept maybe someone is a different way at a different time of day and that's okay. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with me. 
Yeah. And I have to remind myself. So that's just one example. No, totally. Uh, but yeah, I think it's the best one too. I, I think, think for one. sure. I, I actually did read the four agreements uh, and it's something that has held true for myself this whole entire process. Um, and then like you're saying, also being observant of other people and yeah, not taking it personally. And it allows you to look at the situation, whether big, small, or like something fun, but like looking at it logical, mm-hmm. logically. Yeah. And it's just, you can make decisions a lot better. You can sit and be confident with yourself a lot better. It's like, it's okay with that this stuff is going on. Like, just don't take it personally. And it's, it actually is that simple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. It's just like one of those, those reminders. <laughs> like you have to remind yourself. Um, so, okay, so now kind of fast forward a little bit. It's like, okay, now, did you always, by the way, I, I, I said fast forward and now I'm taking it back. <laughs> yeah. So did you always want to be in, in tech, in payment processing, or how did you find yourself in that world in the first place? Um, well, so I obviously I graduated college. Part of that last year of college was having an internship, which was actually completely different from payments. It was, uh, <laughs> I worked at a very upscale retirement community Ooh. and I was the community manager, which Ooh. really just, uh, is a fun thing for arts and crafts and planning their, their months out. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> um, so, but so yeah, I just realized that's really not the life for me. Um, and, uh, I had a friend that his uh, one of her brothers had a payment company. They needed uh, an executive assistant. I was like, I'm there. And that was actually the first experience that I got where it was like, I knew nothing about payments, but essentially as much as I wanted to learn, they would teach me. I was their first employee. That's and awesome. And what, that, is me. that like over 10 years ago now or something? Yeah, that was in uh, t- 2011 maybe. Okay. So yeah, I guess about, and so, uh, yeah, I learned is you know we had a an interesting exit, but um, they I just took everything from that experience and I just immersed myself. Mm. Where it's like I don't like structured learning in terms of you know your school, your grades, your A, what's an A, what's a B, and it, like that that stuff just drives me nuts. But learning as much as I can mm-hmm. that will actually benefit my career and benefit me making you know money, <laughs> I'm totally for it. So. I think I think that is such an important. Uh, Uh, piece to kind of pause on for a second because if you can when you're young and you're fresh out of college or even when you're still in college if that's where you're at in your journey right now anyone out there um get paid to learn right (laughs) like take take the assistant job or the executive assistant job or whatever it is take the job where you're gonna learn so much and really soak it in and and uh, ask all the questions. Don't be, yeah. don't be afraid, um, to do so because the more you do, the more you learn. Um, and the more, you know, the more, you know, the more you grow and, <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and action and taking action with, with your new learnings, your newfound learnings builds confidence. Yeah. Um, in your, not only yourself, but your abilities, your capabilities, your talents, all the things moving forward. So wherever you find a, um, an opportunity to get paid to learn, <laughs> do, do it, it. <laughs> do it. Uh, it's, it's such an important, um, characteristic to have to actually, you know, have that desire to want to soak it all up too. So if you can cultivate that, uh, you know, early on in life, um, 
try, just try to be curious, yeah. try to be curious, even if it's not in the field of what you're going to school for, <laughs> yeah. you know, cause maybe it's something, something's totally different. You didn't even think about, and it's <laughs> so exciting and you love rocks and now you want to be a geologist. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's weird, weird example. But <laughs> so you, that's how you learned about payment processing. Yeah. That's so cool. Okay. And so you learned all this, uh, you know, you were basically immersed in all of it and then you decided, Hey, I can do this. Yeah. And you, you founded your own company in a, in a niche that you knew it was needed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it all started off in regular payments and then, uh, we transitioned to cannabis probably about three years ago. Um, but yeah, it was, it's pretty exciting and, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, and, and, and that, you know, that's also important too, is like, if you just know the landscape of other industries that like, cause you didn't work in cannabis before, right? No, no. So, so yeah. So like a real Cliff's notes version in cannabis, especially if it's only a, a medical licensed state, uh, especially, but everywhere really, yeah. it is not explicitly like legal. In fact, it's illegal to accept debit cards, credit cards. Yes. Uh, at a dispensary or, you know, a place of, of retail in that uh, vein. So you went ahead and you found mm-hmm. all the, the, I, the word workaround is not the right way because it's completely compliant. So you found all the ways in which you can be compliantly processing payments uh, so that these, these places don't have to carry cash, um, as much cash, right? Like yeah. it reduces their cash management in like yeah. tenfold and it offers this convenient um, uh, payment solution for both the, the retailer and the customer, right? Because yeah, now they don't have to go to an ATM. They don't have to stop and get cash on the way. They don't have to do yeah. all those things. So, so, you know, you essentially, you're like, okay, there's a need. I learned all this stuff. And now I'm going to found my own company and be a badass boss <laughs> yeah. bitch. I mean, I feel like I'm going to be a badass boss bitch now. I don't know that that was my, uh, my mentality before. before. <laughs> yeah, but now I feel like I am. So it's all good. Well, <laughs> okay. And so that's a, that's a great segue into what, what do you think now that you're like, maybe that wasn't my original mentality, but <laughs> now it is. What is grit to you? How would you define grit? So you asked me that before we started and I wrote these bullet points down, <laughs> but so grit to me is like, uh, so I'm just going to read the few and then yeah. maybe it'll, uh, so badass fighter, powerful, competitive advantage. I think that females need to lean in to everything that we're maybe seeing as a weakness, as a strength, mm-hmm. because when we do that, it's like, and then we all come together. There are definitely males that will support you on this too, those are the people that you just need to lean into. And that's like grit. It's like just that's what's the, grit is successful. Yeah. And, and I, I have goosebumps. You gave me goosebumps because <laughs> it reminded me, and we've talked about this conversation before, but it reminded me of, um, you know, basically in so many words, you're saying like grit is standing in your own power, be, yeah. leaning into your own, who you are. And I remember a conversation, it was on Brene Brown's podcast, (laughs) Um, and she was talking with Melinda Gates. Yeah. And Melinda said when she finally, when everything started clicking and she was becoming really successful within uh, that one company. Yeah. um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
it was because she started being herself. Yeah. And she's she's softer than what she was being. She was being very before she was being like what she thought she had to be, which was like in this man's world, yeah, like masculine. tough and like <laughs> you know, and all these things. And then she realized, okay, if I'm just myself and I'm very supportive and encouraging, uh uh, you know, and just being who I am, that's when she really started thriving. Yeah. And that's when, you know, people were asking her, how are you getting all these amazing people on your team? <laughs> like, how are you converting them over to your team from like other departments in the company? Um, no, they asked to come because like yeah. she's just being who she is They're and people want to it. work yeah. with that. And yeah, so you gave me goosebumps because it's so real. It's like, it, grit is so many things and it's so many things to, uh, you know, it's different to a lot of us. But I think there is a huge, um, a huge foundational piece in standing in your own right and your own power and leaning into who you are. Yeah. Like your authenticity, your, your genuine, authentic self. Yeah. And that it is, that's what people, that it attracts people. That's how, you know, too, like, sure, we need to grind and, you know, cut expenses with our, with, you know, at different stages that you're at in a company, but like. When you are truly yourself and you're attracting people because they want to be a part of your team, that's when you know that it's like those are the people that you should be working with. Those are the people that are there for the right reason. And you're actually going to attract a lot better talent, similar to what Melinda Gates did. with it. The best talent was coming over to her teams because they wanted to be there. Mm-hmm. And did you find like like in when you started just kind of really embracing your softer side, like, okay, yes, I'm CEO. Does that mean I have to be like this hard ass? Like, <laughs> yeah. da, da, da. And, and I know you, I think you had a moment of that. Like, do I have to be a little more militant? Yeah. And then, yeah. and then I, it's almost as if like you could see the transition of like, no, I can be yeah. exactly myself. <laughs> and like, and it's almost like you had this like softening of the shoulders. Like it was like more relaxed and, and you just, it was like a knowing feeling yeah. or something. Uh, yeah, it was actually very recently, um, and it was when this person that wanted to be the CEO, they ended up resigning, and then their, you know, pet partner also, uh, resigned, and it was just like, oh, I can breathe now, I don't have to, because it's like when you're with someone that's always trying to work against you instead of with you, it's like you have to have a guard Mm -hmm. up, and then, but then you're not being your best self for your company or in your position or to develop the success that your company needs to have. So as soon as I was like, oh, I was like, oh, God, I feel good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that energy can be such a bottleneck to, to yeah. progressing any in any company, like any movement forward at all. That energy can really squash that. Um, and, and just like, just to say also, I think you're a phenomenal leader. Oh, thank you. Uh, people are, <laughs> people gravitate towards you also. And, and for all it's worth, and I think you already know this, but <laughs> there's no way in hell uh, that person would have led the team. Yeah. Um, or at least anyone would have followed. Yeah. And you, a, tr- a true leader, like listens to their people. You listen to us. You, um, you know, you lead with curiosity and, and by. That sounds nice. Yeah. It's nice. <laughs> it, well, it's nice. Cause it, it gets, it, I think it just invigorates all of us. Yeah. It invigorates us to, uh, to do what we're here to do yeah, and like to want to succeed and win together. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you thank saying you. that, I guess it's also worth mentioning too, because I've wanted to give up so many times and then, mm. but it's like, it's, it's not just 
where I'm at right now, it's not just about me. Like I have family that has invested, people that I know have invested in the company. The team has invested their time and getting underpaid on so many occasions. And it's like, you just can't leave and give up. And even with this other person, I just didn't even know like how, how I was going to be successful because they're constantly working against me even just as of January. And I'm like, God, I just can't figure this out. And as soon as the, as soon as they finally decided to leave, you know, it was just like, I'm thankful that I didn't give up because it's like, now I see the team is just like, it's just, just this energy is coming back. It's like the, it's like the party after the cops go away. Like the party, (laughs) the music is turning back up and we're freaking rocking yes. dude. Like. I'm, and thank you so much for sharing that. I'm so glad you brought you're bringing that up that you almost quit so many times because I think that that tells a lot about your character also and a lot about your grit factor too because it's like I think that is such a huge uh piece of of being gritty right it's like yeah, you're a warrior <laughs> you're, you're a, everyone's human right and yeah. everyone has thoughts of giving up yeah. Everyone does. I don't care who you are. Yeah. Like you have a thought, even if you fantasize about it, what would that be like? You know. <laughs> yeah. So we all think about it, but to continue to move forward when it might just be so much easier not to. Yeah. Is gritty as hell. So good work, sister. I like that. Good work. <laughs> so Lauren, if you could go back in time in a little time machine to 16 year old Lauren, with all the wisdom you've gained in this in this very colorful, fruitful life of yours thus far, what advice would you give her to become the best version of herself? I think the confidence level that I have now, the people that I have found, while it does take time to find those people, if you have had that at 16, like, think about how insane and pivotal you would be for the world. Like, it's like I if it's possible (laughs) like just if you can find that level of confidence and those types of people that are willing to guide you and just stepping up to the next level um go with it and do it at the same time I also think that I needed to I'm not telling people to go through struggle but like I needed to go through struggle for me to appreciate where I'm at now and that's not true for everyone but if you can start this process at 16 of really just trusting yourself, believing in others, believing in yourself, supporting whatever positive thing other people are doing instead of, you know, talking or snickering with your friend about like, oh, they're stupid or they're silly or they look dumb. And it's like, no, build each other up, male and female, Mm -hmm. because that is what's going to catapult success for really everyone in the world Mm -hmm. and if you start young and if if I could have this mindset back then I think it was it was there but it wasn't I didn't have enough people around me that were like willing to do that as well so it was like I just kind of stayed along my track and and I'm thankful for everything that I've gone through but it's uh doing that at 16 like imagine where we'd be in the world oh man (laughs) that's insane oh man I that's so so true and if you can anyone who's listening like actually like put yourself in that time in that mentality of you know if you're not there now if you're not 16 now like kind of bring yourself back to that place of what you felt like at that age and like if you 
had all this wisdom, you know, that you now have back then. I mean, clearly that's never going to be the case unless we start traveling in time. (laughs) However, uh, the more stories we share, the more experiences we share, the more, uh, you know, uh, wisdom and insights that we can share with anyone at any stage of their journey, but especially the young ones, I think it just makes it that much, um, you know, closer to kind of changing the tides a little bit. I know, I I used to joke about this when I was 18, I thought I knew everything. (laughs) I was the most confident, like, person I knew. I was going to take over (laughs) the world. I knew I was really intelligent. I wanted to move to LA and, like, (laughs) be, you know, have you ever seen What a Woman Wants? Like, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Was it Mel Gibson and Helen Hunt? Yeah. Jeez. Okay, I'm old people. It's fine. Um... (laughs) But I remember thinking, I want to be an executive, like, like <laughs> advertising woman, you know? Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, I, I, I was very lucky in my, um, in my early time of my career, moved right out to LA, worked at a great company, but then was so like busting my ass day in and day out and I I experienced burnout like it's a real thing oh for sure I experienced burnout at such a young age that's true and I will never forget the feeling of like I don't want to take over the world I'm exhausted (laughs) and I I remember thinking like and it makes me kind of sad to think think about that because that's such a sad defeating feeling and since then I've gotten that that vigor back like it took yeah. it took a few years to get it back but I got that vigor back to like really um attack attack some of my dreams and and chase after them again yeah um but it's uh gosh I tell you what man <laughs> yeah. if we could all if we could all just really push with that type of confidence that you have when you're that young and you yeah. don't know anything and you're not afraid I think there's like uh, there's like a and you're not going balls to the wall. You're, it's like endurance. Yes, I think I was talking about this other day. Like be present. The long <laughs> the long game. Yeah, she. Okay, if you guys, first of all, you need to find Nova. I think it's a Nova LM seven o three. Something so other people couldn't find me, but now Nova LM seven o three. You're gonna find her. She has this phenomenal. Um, uh, uh, what what would you call them? Like I guess they're like video blogs. Like like, like yeah. yeah, vlogs. They're vlogs, um, and they're living on her Instagram right now. So go find her. They're phenomenal. They're really just kind of great like self growth pieces and learnings that she shares on the weekly. Yeah, uh, and <laughs> and she shared this really great one recently about um, just kind of you know understanding not necessarily your limits. But understanding, like, what you can do in (laughs) basically life management, folks. (laughs) You can't do everything, not all at once. Um, And that's okay. And that's okay. Uh, But, yeah, go listen for more of that. I I won't even try to (laughs) eloquently articulate exactly what she said, but definitely go check it out. It's it's definitely worth a listen. I think you have, like, five episodes right now. Yeah. Amazing. (laughs) Amazing. Lauren, I'm so happy you came on the show. I know we've been talking about doing this for so long. I'm sure we'll I do it. We'll do. We have to do I more. I want to do another. We have to. <laughs> There's gonna. Okay, this is part one. 
Uh, Lauren will be back for a part two. It may not be right after this one, but come back because she'll be in part two. Because there's so much to talk about. I know. Um, you know, we could take 45 minutes to an hour and, and talk about someone's experiences, but like we could really dive deep into some of those things we just barely touched on that I think are pivotal pieces to cultivating and, and uh, growing your grit factor. Um, and, and like Lauren, like you had mentioned multiple times, like, yeah. you know, unfortunately, but fortunately, sometimes struggle really is the birthplace for that yeah. grit, you know? And, and, uh, I, I hope, you know, I'm, I'm not out there hoping for you to struggle, but what I will say is I've experienced the yeah. same, you know? So I think it, it, uh, it definitely is birthed from adversity and that's subjective to everyone. It's not the same for everyone, but it is, it's, it's all very relative, right? It's all very like what, what anyone is going through for them to get through it. It takes uh, courage and it takes grit and that's the only way to grow it. So. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> thank you for coming on. And um, I love and this show. I, well, thank you. Yeah, we'll, we'll be sure to, to have you back. And for everyone who's listening, I will uh, leave in the comments where you can find Nova and her, um, as she calls her vlog, <laughs> my unprofessional opinion. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Lauren just as much as I did. I'm super proud of her for coming on here and touching on the numerous topics that she did, including, you know, the, the different adversities she had experienced in the office, down to the type of dynamic and abuses she was enduring in her relationship. Um, coming from someone who has experienced a similar dynamic in relationships, I know exactly how hard to share those um, specific details with people are, especially when you feel that no one will really understand, uh, because oftentimes they don't. Um, all of this to say is that we all have and experience our own struggles, and by Lauren sharing some of hers and all of us getting to witness where she's come from that adversity, I think is truly inspiring. And I think it goes to show that you can do anything. You really can. And even when you're in your lowest of lows, it may feel like you're going to be there forever. And I promise you, you won't. So um, get back to you, get back to yourself and... Whenever you're experiencing that, remember that it is also temporary. I'm Jillian Christie, and this is Gritty Girls. Thanks for listening.